Welcome everyone to Respawn Aim Fire, episode 135 y treinta, treinta, that's 135 in Spanish. <laughs> was that? You it said cinco now. before, okay. Yeah, it was, oh no, it's veinte y cinco, treinta y cinco, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> ECN. We are the Kickass Irreverent Gaming Podcast, where four lifelong friends gather to talk about video games. I'm Chad, Michael Innes. That's Holden, Christopher Adams. Hi. That's and name. we have with us today special guest Dusty. I know we've already said Eclair. E Trade Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's me, Dust, Dusty E Trade Hill. I'm here to finance all your. Shit, probably. We mostly talk about Pokemon. <laughs> Dusty, uh, thank you for joining us. You are here. Uh, you are also a host of your own show. Go ahead and plug your content real quick. Let other people know where to find you. Oh, yeah. Um, I currently run Price Count, the podcast where you get all your Pokemon all in one place. Um, it's currently been on hiatus because I'm currently doing retail hell and going to school, so I haven't had time to do anything in two odd months, but... Once this semester's over, it'll be back on track. But it's a Pokemon podcast. I talk about Pokemon, sometimes Digimon, but mostly Pokemon. Hot. That's I hot. feel you, by the way. I'm in school as well. I feel you. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. This a lot. is yes. my, honestly, I also feel you because I spent so much of my life there. And now I have this corporate job and we have like all of Thanksgiving and like two weeks at Christmas. I'm like, what the fuck do I do with my life now? <laughs> Also, how does anything get done at corporations in the months of November and December? Because there's really only like three weeks of total work. It doesn't. It, you're right. It absolutely doesn't. <laughs> that's why everyone freaks out because we're like, shit, we only have a week and a half left to get everything done for the year. Anyway, uh, and the fourth person is you, the listener. And that's why we love you. You're a lifelong friend. Welcome to the show. We like to start each show if we have a guest on with a segment called Read the Instruction Manual. It's a callback to those days when you would get a game, and before you could play it, on your way home in the back of the car while you were sipping on a juice box, kicking your shoes off on the floor, screaming at mom, and then mom wrecks the car, and it's all your fault. But it doesn't matter, because you were happy, dying happy, doing what you love to do, reading the instruction manual for your game. That's what this Damn. all harkens back to. Lots of dead kids reading instruction booklets. <laughs> Man, memories. Honestly, they didn't even know how to read at that age. They were just looking at the pictures. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. When I got the Pokemon ones back in the day, I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, this one has stickers in it? Fuck yeah. Anyway, uh, so we have three interview questions for you, followed by a 10-item video game word association. We're going to start right. our interview questions. They're, they're not terribly difficult, um, but I'm saying that up front, and now you're going to be self-conscious if you have to think about one of them, and now I'm sorry that I even put that in your head. <laughs> Question number one. Man. Do you remember Anthem? <laughs> God, I knew that was coming and I still laughed um, it's because I threw a curveball uh, in there you were expecting that at two and a half but this was the first one today um, I barely remember Anthem um, I do remember that I, I currently work at a game store we have a sealed copy of the day one edition still so. oh really <laughs> so that's what I remember 100% that's valuable honesty, one day. I'm really I really want to play Anthem but I know it's going to go either free to play or Xbox Game Pass so soon that it. But it looks like it plays well. And I mean, after now. this Destiny kick, I'm, I kind of want to just jump in. But anyway, mm-hmm. question real number one: Without mentioning video games, describe yourself. 
Okay. Um, I am a, the biggest nerd you know, both figuratively and literally. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> you imagine you're the Hagrid of nerds. <laughs> you're you're a gamer, Harry. Um, <laughs> I I have too many hobbies, not enough time. I play a lot of Pokemon TCG, which is not a video game. Um, a lot of tabletop RPGs. I'm an amateur DM sometimes, uh, amateur podcaster when I have the time. Um, yeah, I, besides the video game stuff, I'm I'm pretty boring. Besides that, I it's mostly work, school, and you know, play games when I can. That's the life. That is the American dream. Ugh, go to fuck. work, also go to school, and try to make yourself happy in between. You know what? That That is the American dream now. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. Tell us about your history with Pokemon. Um, oh, fuck. Man, so I I didn't start Pokemon with red and blue. I actually started with gold and silver. Yep. But I've been watching the show since like it fucking came out. Um, and I mean, it pretty much start with that. The show, I got gold and silver, um, for Christmas one year with like the, the teal Game Boy color. Oh Wait, yeah. Both of them? Yeah. And, um, I've been playing ever since then. Um, when I actually first started playing, I actually had a PlayStation before I had a Game Boy color. So when I started playing Pokemon games, it's like, how the fuck do I save? I don't have a memory card. so i'm pretty sure i started pokemon silver like 10 times over until i was like you know what let's let's try saving and then the fucking work i'm like oh i'm a fucking idiot oh man that's awesome (laughs) but uh yeah i've been playing like every iteration since then i i i haven't watched the show in probably like 10 odd years because i don't have time to watch anything but I also play the trading card game and collect them. I have too many Pokemon collectibles in my house. My partner is uh, telling me to make my own space for it, and I can't. So there's that. <laughs> Your space but, yeah. is my space. <laughs> no, no one uses my space. Ah, I see what you did there. Justin Timberlake brought it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He bought my space. Did he? Yeah, Justin Timberlake owns MySpace. Why? Wait, really? He does? I had no idea. Yeah, he bought it like eight years ago. Okay. I had no idea. <laughs> so, I thought... so he could be in the movie? No, if he was in the Facebook movie, not he was the MySpace in the Facebook movie. movie. Yeah. But apparently, that's around the, that was around the same. <laughs> that would be around the same time that he was in the Facebook movies when he bought MySpace. It's actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was all part of the plan. <laughs> Our final question. Tell me about someone who truly inspires you. Oh, shit. Um, okay, so right off, the, right off the top of my head, I'll have to say I listen to a lot of music. Um, one, of the, um, one of the artists, his name is George Watsky. He does um, kind of like, I call it like alternative hip-hop and rap stuff. It's like, it's rap, but weird. But he's, I've been following him since he started making music in 2008. And he's always been super inspirational. He does a lot of uh, spoken word. Um, and his music has always been, like, what he wants to do. And it's always been, like, messages like, 
it doesn't fucking matter what other people tell you. Just do what you want to do because that's what's going to make you happy. Amen. What's his name yeah, again? Yeah, so Watsky. W-A-T-S-K-Y. Watsky. Rap but weird. He's a, yeah, he's a white Jewish rapper, so there's that. All right. Take what you will from that. <laughs> awesome. I learned about someone new today. <laughs> All right, last part of this instruction manual is a video game word association. I'm going to ye- not yell out. Well, maybe I might shout them. Who knows? I'm going to oh, no. yell out 10 words that are associated with video games, and then I just want you to come say the very first thing that comes to mind as quickly as possible. Are you ready? All right. Yes. First one. Online pass. Xbox. Second one. Extension cable. Um, Guitar Hero. Third one, Toys to Life. Toy what? Toys to Life? Yeah. McDonald's? Alright. Alright. <laughs> Retroactively looking back on it, Toys to Life is the name of the genre like Disney Infinity and Skylanders, where you take the toys, put them on a portal, and they uh, end up in the game. It's okay. McDonald's never, is totally I I never gave a fuck about those games, so Yep, me neither. Except for uh <laughs> No one did, that's not really rap anymore. Here, so Well, well, uh, number four, let's play. Uh, Achievement Hunter. Number five, Cartridge. Uh, Game Boy Emerald. Wait, Game Boy Pokemon Emerald. <laughs> Game Boy Emerald. Game that Boy too. Emerald. It's the Irish version. <laughs> yes. Number whatever the fuck we're on. DLC. Uh, again, Guitar Hero. All right, all right. Number seven, Sega. Sega. <laughs> Fun fact about that. Did you know that the audio for that Sega, it took up oh. 116th of the original Sonic cartridge was just that audio sample? Yes. I'm, I know that random ass <laughs> fact. There was also, man, there's the people, there's a bunch of random, like really famous people that did that line, I think. Sega voice. I, I'll look it up later, but I remember like it's people that you wouldn't have expected. To say that line. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I just love it. It's one six, one sixteenth. Yeah, of the entire cartridge was filled with that sound. That's just a dumb executive decision. Like some arrogant executives. Like I, I need to have my placement on this cartridge. I'm taking up one sixteenth of it with this dumb logo. <laughs> <laughs> Water levels. Uh, Zelda, even though I haven't played that water level, that's all I hear about water levels. <laughs> they all suck, no matter what. Number nine, character creator. Um, oh, Tony Hawk, American Wasteland. Ooh, good choice. And number ten, generic gruff white guy on box art. <laughs> there's not enough, there's not enough Pokemon in this game. <laughs> Has... Has Pokemon box art ever featured the Pokemon trainer on the front of it? Um, I'm trying to remember so. what Let's Go looks like. I figure that might be the only one. No, no so just Pikachu and Eevee are just yeah. dominantly on the cover. I mean, if you want to be technical, if you want to talk about Mystery Dungeon, you are the Pokemon, so that is the trainer. Okay. Okay. I like, I like the way you think. Well, that's it for our... <laughs> Instruction manual, read the Dust E-Trade Hill <laughs> <laughs> instruction manual segment. We're going to jump into our show. We've got a ton to talk about. 
namely our mm-hmm. questions on Star Wars and Pokemon. Strange things going on at Bethesda, buying shit, Sonic trailer. But first, we're going to start out by talking about Playtime, what we played this week. And I'm going to start with Dusty. Hi, uh, that's me um, again. Uh, well, besides the obvious of Pokemon, um, I had to play something earlier in the week, well, before it came out. I I recently switched to the Switch Lite, so I re-downloaded all my games on here. Mm-hmm. I restarted all my save progress for Enter the Gungeon. Was that out of necessity uh, because it doesn't use cloud saves or just for fun? For fun, because I've literally unlocked everything in that game after 450 hours. Um, wow. So I just Whoa. started again, and it's still really fun. So I've been playing that and Binding of Isaac, which is like the roguelite game. Right. Um, those roguelites and Pokemon games take up all my time right now. So it was those two, and then I've sunk in about maybe 23 hours into Pokemon Shield. So, Whoa, already? Well, I guess it's been like three days, right? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I got out of work at 10. As soon as I got home, put that shit in the game and been playing since. Awesome, awesome. Um, I know when Apple Arcade came out, you asked us to play Exit the Gungeon. I know I never got around to it. Holden, did you get around to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't played Enter the Gungeon, so I didn't really have a good like gauge of kind of how it uh, falls down with that, but it was a good game. Dustin, did you ever get a I, chance to ever get hands-on with it? No, no, I don't have any Apple things besides Red Delicious in my house. Um, <laughs> the shittiest so. kind of apple. I, Those look, are good apples. Look. No, Red Delicious apples suck. They're they're not great. <laughs> they're good for like baking shit with them, though, so. I just feel like Red Delicious apples are always the ones you eat. They don't taste very good. And then the skin is basically like eating wax paper. Well, because it's just like, it's just wax all over the thing. So it doesn't look like shit when you buy it. It's gross. It's disgusting. See, Granny Smith, that's the roast apple because it's sour and just. No, Granny Smiths are pretty good. But you got to go with the Mm. Fuji apple or the Pink Lady apple. Honeycrisp. Honeycrisp are good. Honeycrisp is good. I like a nice Mm. mealy apple. I got these Koru apples as well that we got from a local bougie market. Those are pretty good. Oh, I've never heard of a Koru apple. Neither did I until my partner brought it home, but hey. It sounds like good. something you would find in Pokemon, actually. Yeah, There Koru. is an apple Pokemon that there I There is. I've been yeah. looking for that motherfucker. Yeah, that yeah now there is. Oh, in the, is it in a the new? Is it, it's new this generation, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking okay. apple pie dragon. Yeah. Apple pie dragon? <laughs> Yes. What? Amazing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is why you should have been playing Pokemon and not Star Wars. Oh my god. <laughs> Good segue. I played a few things. I got past I got all the way to the beginning of chapter three in Death Stranding. Um which the end of chapter two, that fight that you have there, soup's cool. And then Dallas actually text or PlayStation messaged me right afterwards, like, "Hey, can you just send me whatever the last fifteen minutes of you playing this game was?" And I was like, "It's kind of not indicative of the rest of the game so far because it's a, a battle of sorts, <laughs> and it's also super yeah. spoilery." And he's like, "Oh, fine, just send me a video of you hiking or whatever next." I was like, oh. But I never got around to playing any more of it. I that's going to be a game that's going to be hard for me to continue as 
we have the rest of the year unfolding with vacations and other games and shit, but and just try. desire to go back to play that game. <laughs> I actually do. I have a desire because I'm on chapter three now, and I've heard that like after chapter three, everything gets crazy good. Um, so I do have a desire to go back to it. I just don't know how I'm going to because Destiny Two is eating my life. We played some more of that Got this it. week. If you want to play along with us, Patreon.com/slash/respawnaimfire. You can play one dollar or above, become a lifelong friend, and play with us on Thursday nights. We played Destiny Two this time. Uh, had some fun doing some Nightfall strikes and whatever else the hell we did. I just that game is Gambit. so good. We did some Gambit. It's really good. Gambit's yeah. fun. I just like playing that game so much. Man, anything. I, I Go ahead, Dusty. No, it's like I haven't been able to play that game so long. I. I loved Destiny 1. I picked up Destiny 2 literally opening night. Um, ran through the campaign with my cousins, but like because I work so often and actually at my new place, I don't have a TV. Um, um, I haven't picked up my no. PlayStation in six months or something. But remember, with PSVR, you don't need a TV. <laughs> that, yeah, I just don't want to freak out but my you partner. Buy a P- you also have I mean, to buy I a PSVR. Ha- actually, I have one. Oh, I just, oh okay. Yeah, I, but I don't want to freak out my partner just playing on the bed, laying down, and she opens the door, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, man. Yeah, that game's great. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I played a little bit of Pokemon Sword that we'll talk about later, but then I also want to talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is where I sunk the most of my video game time this week. I've put about seven or eight hours into it. I have explored three planets. I just got off the third planet. I'm not going to, like, spoiler, like, it's in the story anywhere that I am, but... Um, my Holden, you've played a little bit of it as well, right? I played an hour and a half today. I'm, Pokemon was most of my time. So you have the gotcha. inverse. And Dusty, I assume you've not played any of it since you don't want to freak out your partner with the PSVR on your head. That and also it's all been Pokemon. I mean, how could it not be Pokemon? A-P-A-T, all Pokemon all the time. A-P-A-T. Exactly. Um, I want to give my impressions of this game. I went into it way too hyped. I went into this game way too hype, and I've kind of spoiled it for myself. I was so excited based on us playing Titanfall for the first time this year, us playing um, Apex for the first time this year, and I was like, holy shit, Respawn can do no wrong, plus it's Star Wars, single player only, it's going to be amazing. And it's, it's not that it's not, a, it's, it's great, it's just not like in my head, this could dethrone everything else for Game of the Year. That's what I was heading into it with. And it's fun. It is really fun. It's great. But there are so many like technical hiccups and things like this in this game that I've come out less enamored with it than I was before it actually came out. Before it came out, I was like, yeah, this game is awesome. It's going to be great. Um, I'm having technical hiccups left and right. My largest one is with slowdown and the game being really framey. And I'm playing on a PS4 Pro. Oof. And I was Oof. originally on like resolution mode. And I was like, it's a little framey. Oddly enough, it doesn't get framey in battles for me, but it's only in places where like, there's a lot of grass and maybe like two worms. And I was like, that's it. Uh, so I'm like, I'll switch it to performance mode. Drops it down to 1080p. Having the same exact amount of frame rate issues in performance mode. So I'm like, well, fuck it. Might as well go on to 4K. Make it look pretty. But I'm also having trouble with, um, with, like geometry of the world, not actually landing on things that I'm supposed to be landing on, uh, kind of clipping into 
they have different things you can cut down, like bamboo and wires and things growing out of the ground. I'm like getting stuck on those a lot. But in general, the game's combat is really what's saving it for me right now. I've heard that like after 10 to 15 hours of the game, it gets amazing story-wise. But right now, what's really keeping me in it is the combat because it's it's a mix of like Dark Souls light and God of War's really thoughtful, purposeful combat from the 2018 God of War. So I'm finding myself like going into scenarios of like four or five stormtroopers, and I'm like thinking about, okay, how am I going to take out this guy? Which of these am I going to take out first? I'm going to deflect a couple shots with my lightsaber, and then I'm going to slow this guy down so I can take him out while the big giant whatever the fuck is going to come after me later. Uh, so I'm like purposely thinking about these things. It's also one of these games where if you just run and start hacking and slashing, you're going to f- get destroyed right off the bat too. Dang. I I've seen a lot of like short clips of stuff in gameplay the game like the actual fighting looks really cool but i think i've only seen gameplay of people who are really good at the game yeah it's it's uh it's kind of sekiro light as well like there's parrying is a big thing in this game Mm -hmm. where you have to parry people's attacks and then that opens them up for another attack they're they glow red when they're about to do something unblockable just like in sekiro as well but it's not as hard as sekiro and you can adjust the difficulty as well. I'm playing on Jedi Master, which is like one below the hardest difficulty, mm. um, because I feel like it does give you that that little bit of challenge that I the challenge and risk and reward that I like from those games so much. But I'm enjoying it. The combat is super smooth. I like it a lot. Um, the story. I realized about six in six hours into it, I actually had a thought like, oh, what am I doing in this game? And I tried to think <laughs> back on it, and I'm like. Uh, I don't know. I found a droid. There's a girl named Seer that I'm doing something for and like trying to find some people. And that's about all I knew. And I'm like, I wonder if the story gets better or more significant or am I just missing it? Or is it something that I just don't care about enough? So I'm not retaining it. So I'm not, I'm not super sold on the story, I guess, because I obviously can't even just remember what it is that I'm playing, but I kind of get the general gist of it. I'm a Jedi after order 66 I was in mm-hmm. hiding for a long time. Now I'm just kind of rediscovering my powers a bit. Uh, and I'm looking for other people who do the same, I guess. But okay. kind of all in all, that's, that's it. I, it has a mix of a bunch of games. Like I've mentioned, Dark Souls and God of War are kind of like analogs for me for the combat. The exploration is very much like it has a Bloodborne feel to it with like the shortcuts that you unlock to different areas of the world as well. And then the traversal, I feel like is Uncharted, but not as good as Uncharted. Like, the jumping and the climbing. There's a, the stupidest thing in this entire game is in order to climb on things, you have to jump to it and then just tap the left trigger to tell it, I want to hold this. But not hold it down. No, you don't I have to, you hold, have to hold, it. hold it down. You, you can let go of it. <laughs> yeah, I finally, like, after about 30 minutes of holding it down, I'm like, I wonder if I have to hold this. And I found something that was above, like, a, another safe piece of ground. I was like, no, turns out you only have to tap it. There are so some dumb. things you do not have to hit, hit the trigger, though, for. You can just jump to it, and you grab onto it immediately. Yeah. Or you if don't always have to do it. If you're jumping weird. from climbable thing to climbable thing, apparently sometimes you have to, and sometimes you don't. It's, it's so stupid. Like, obviously, I'm jumping to this grate. I want to hold on to it. <laughs> that sounds um, too complicated. But then there's also, like, the same rope swinging mechanics you're familiar with from Uncharted and and Tomb Raider and a bunch of other things that just, again, aren't as good. They don't feel as precise. I have no idea where I'm going to be landing when I jump off of these things. Uh, I also feel like in swinging from a rope, 
and then jumping onto a grabbable wall. In Uncharted or Tomb Raider, I feel like when you do that in those games, there's a little bit of like magnetism that will pull your character to that wall because it knows yep. this is where you're going, obviously, so we're going to let you go there. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this game, I was swinging on a rope, and my character, it allowed my character to go to like six inches too high on that, and then he couldn't grab on, and he fell to the ground and died. I was like, come on. Just nice. pull me I, it to it. It feels heavier than like an Uncharted. Uncharted kind of has this like loose kind of light feel to it as well, and this game is very, very heavy, and that surprised me because Titanfall, I remember being a little bit looser. Like when you're doing wall yeah. runs, for example, it's very fast and, and you feel very agile, whereas this, it's there's heft to it. You can't quite wall run as far as you could in Titanfall. Um, they, it, it's just everything has a heavier weight to it. Yeah, I feel like you're around, a little bit sure. more grounded, I feel like, in this one. Yeah, and I get yeah. it because in Titanfall you're wearing an exosuit and it has like jetpacks and shit like that on it, and in this one mm-hmm. you're a Jedi running on a wall. But it, you're, it doesn't it doesn't feel as smooth or as slick as it does mm-hmm. in response to other games. Um, yeah, I've I've felt a little bit of that as well in terms of the controls not being quite where I thought they would be, considering where we were coming from a Titanfall. Exactly. To. But I I think like once I kind of figured okay it feels heavier it's just a different kind of weight it's like you said it's more grounded I started to get a more of a feel for it um, but I'm also only an hour and a half in so I'm not I haven't really done any complicated platforming quite yet where I feel like I would be suffering so yeah. I don't really know how that's going to evolve for me things I, I mean, do enjoy about this game I enjoy some of the platforming puzzles I feel like they're kind of they're clever enough to be like how am I, make you sit there and think how am I going to get to this chest or this blah blah blah. And you have to think, and you're like, I have all of the powers I need to get to it, but I just got to figure out how to do it. But they're also not frustrating enough to be like, fuck it, I'm going to bang my head against the wall. Um, I enjoy that. I enjoy a lot of the powers so far that I'm unlocking are like actually useful in combat. Uh, and I can see some noticeable, like I can actually do cool things that I wasn't able to do before that are useful rather than just unlocking shit that I never use. Um, the lightsaber. Are you customizing your lightsaber at all? Oh yeah! Oh, I took yeah. the time on that. Savers. That was pretty great. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You, so it's actually it reminds me a lot of because Ted and I are going to go to uh, Galaxy's Edge next year, and I was looking at a video of how to make a lightsaber because you can do that there. It's actually very similar. You kind of just choose like a different section of the lightsaber. You want to rotate out to something else based on parts you find around the world, and you can make it really look like something you haven't seen before in Star Wars, and it is awesome. It you can change so the color cool. of it. Orange, orange for me, orange all the way. <laughs> it was a pre-order sounds... bonus for it, but it was it looks so dope, especially since your character's a ginger. Compliments it very well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going green because I'm playing Jedi Master. Feels right to oh sure use green. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Fuck now, I want to play this. <laughs> <laughs> I was a, I was a little upset in the first few hours that like I felt like I was just fighting a bunch of like weird dogs and worms and shit like that. I was like, this doesn't feel really cool as a Jedi. But then as I've gotten towards the last like hour or two of the gameplay that I've been in, you are fighting a lot more Star Wars-inspired things, where you're fighting the Stormtroopers a lot more. You're fighting... Um, I don't want to spoil it. Like, you're fighting Star Wars stuff, and it makes you actually feel cool. And I also like that the first time I fight something big in Star Wars lore, it was like, oh, fuck, how the hell am I going to do this? And I'm dying a lot. And then that thing pops up again like three hours later, and I took it out as, like, as if it were like a regular enemy. And I was like, yeah. I can tell in three hours I've gotten a lot more powerful, and I can feel it in my balls. 
So I'm having a good time I've with been... it, and I can't wait to finish it. I, Lord knows when I'll have time to do it. <laughs> I'm really enjoying at least the hour and a half that I played so far. The I mean, because the opening section is really great. Yeah, the opening section is fun. It is you're in a. Actually, I'm not gonna say what it is, but it's a cool area, and I kind of saw it and went, "Oh man, we haven't seen that in Star Wars before." At least I don't think we've seen it in Star Wars before. And it's one of those things, like, of course, this exists in Star Wars. It totally fits. It's very cool. It makes for a good level. Uh, I liked how the lightsaber kind of battle you have early on to kind of teach the mechanic. The enemy you're fighting against again. I'm trying to be very, very vague here. People who don't want any spoilers. That was a great moment. It feels super Star Wars. Everything about the environments, just none of it feels like it's a sci-fi story. It feels specifically like it's a Star Wars story, which I'm very happy about. That's one thing where I think it's easier to make a two-hour movie feel like Star Wars because it's a two-hour movie. Whereas this, I'm like, the environments, the lighting, the everything, the characters you're talking to, they all get that aesthetic down perfectly. Yeah. So I'm super on board. And that's kind of how the early stuff, at least, because it's not too much of the first hour and a half of the game, I would say. So it's kind of like the big impression I got from it is it feels really good. But it's interesting you were saying you had a lot of technical problems. I've had none, no problems at all. It's been super silky smooth for me. You've had no frame I've, rate issues? No frame rate issues at really? all. And I've actually heard this from a few people that sometimes, and this sounds weird, I haven't double-checked this, but I've just kind of heard it anecdotally, that some people feel like the PS4, ver- PS4 Pro uh, version might run not as well as the PS4 version. I like <laughs> Which Frame is rate really issues weird. are just <laughs> a thing that I've accepted in it now. Like, it's, it happens yeah. all the time. It happens maybe every 30 seconds. I'll get some kind of slowdown. And just in the regular world. Not while fighting, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, and even even uh, uh, technical stuff, I haven't noticed anything. Like, this is perfect. This is really great so far. Wow. I've had no problems. And I wonder like, if this is... Oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. That, was, that was a thought, basically. Oh, it's, like, it's like the PS4 Pro version. It's like, it's too pretty. And the game is just like, <laughs> this is how it's supposed to run. Why are you complaining? I my theory would be like it, it's designed to run on a PS4. Developers think about PS4, and things are just different enough on PS4 Pro that they weren't able to accommodate as much. But I don't even think that would be true because the PS4 Pro is just a uh, what do you call it a overclocked version of a, of a PS4, really. And even on it's performance every- mode, yeah. like running at 1080p, like a regular PS4 supposed yeah. to like really favor frame rate, and it was still having the same exact issues. But I heard this of control as well. So people were saying on PS4 Pro, control is a hot mess. It's not as bad on PS4. And that seems really strange to me. Hmm. It makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. It shouldn't be that way. But yeah. I don't know. I've heard it anecdotally a few times now. Drawing comparisons on- to control, there are two things I want to point out how this game kind of sucks compared to it or is the same. One <laughs> is uh, load times when you die in combat are absurdly long. Like, if you die fighting something, the time it takes for you to respawn back at your meditation point is, like, easily 35, 40 seconds. And it just it's Oof. enough time for me to get disconnected and look at Twitter and all that kind of stuff and kind of get taken out of the game. But weirdly enough, if you die because you fall off the edge of the world in combat, you respawn immediately. Or if you... And so I thought to myself, oh, maybe it's just having to reload the character, like the enemies, and that's what's taking so long. But no, because if you meditate, you can meditate, respawn them all, and unmeditate, and they're all back in, like, maybe five seconds. I have no idea why it takes so long if you die in combat. You, you just need to get good. <laughs> You're right. I've, just get good. 
maybe a time it, but the loading screens don't feel for that fa- that's uh, that slow to me. They've been, I mean, oh, they've been fast, so but long like for me. Interesting. But then the second thing that I think Control does better than any other game I've ever seen is the collectibles and like reading the item descriptions and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, Control was amazing at it, but I'm I find that it's fifty fifty for me in Jedi's Fallen Order where. I'll pick something up and I'll go and it'll say press options or the touchpad or whatever it is to read the full description. And I go and it's like really interesting stuff. And then literally half the time I'll pick up something and Cal will say, oh man, it looks like there was a struggle here. And I read the description. It opens up the menu. The menu takes a second to load. And all it says about it, it looks like there was a struggle there. It's like, that's exactly what he just said out loud. (laughs) <laughs> Why did you even offer me the option to open up the ma- and nice. literally half the collectibles are that way? <laughs> I haven't looked at any of the additional options for that, so I just yeah. like yeah, whatever they said is probably enough. So it's good to hear that it actually <laughs> is. <laughs> so what I've kind of what I've kind of defaulted to doing is just not reading anything until you get to the end of like a story mission, and it's like we've added fifteen things about all the characters you ran into, and you can go and, and then I just read it all at once. That way, you don't have to be fucking upset about. That's literally the same thing you just said out loud. But overall, it's not what I expected. I walked in expecting it to take everything and be my game of the year this year. But then I started thinking, I was like, no, this is going to be a, a, quite honestly, looking back at all the games this year, I'm going to have a tough time picking game of the year and ranking like even a top five. Yeah, I've been thinking about that right now, too. And I, it's it's tough. It's really, really hard. Yeah. I, I mean, it got, like, the highest rating of, I feel like, any game this year. I feel like it did. Like, it's, like, I in feel... the high 80s, I think, on Metacritic right now. Yeah, more than like Resident Evil 2. I, I feel like it's up there. More than Death Stranding. More than Pokemon. More than... I don't know. I don't know if it says more than Resident Evil 2, but it's gotten really good reviews. Yeah. I think you actually see a ranking of games per year on Metacritic. I'm actually... I'm just curious, in general, what it, the landscape looks like. Mm-hmm. Metacritic games. Look it up. I'm kind of convinced All though, games. that when we go to Galaxy's Edge, I'm to- I'm gonna get an orange lightsaber. It just looks so it. cool. It's is it like, is it like Shasta orange or Sunkissed orange? It's like it's like a two liter bottle of Sunkissed, but you stretch it out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, number one game is Definity Original Sin 2 Definitive Edition on Switch. Breaking news. Just oh. tweeted by Jeff Keeley right now. Mm. Moving into the rest of our quest log. Tonight, Google Stadia has announced that its launch lineup for Tuesday has increased to 22 games from oh. the 12 announced last week. You guys want to hear the list? I'm sure it's going to not surprise me at all. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. (laughs) Attack on Titan Final Battle 2. (laughs) Destiny 2, the collection. Farming Mm. Simulator 2019. Oh, shit. I'm sold. I'm getting it. Day one. (laughs) Let's go. Final Fantasy 15. (laughs) Football Manager 2020. Grid 2019. Guilt with a Y. Just Dance 2020. Kine. Metro Exodus. Mortal Kombat 11. NBA 2K20. Rage 2, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Red Dead Redemption 2, Samurai Showdown, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Thumper, Tomb Raider 2013, Trials Rising, and Wolfenstein Youngblood. 
Wow. They got some great exclusive games there. Man, yeah, they added 10 games, and I honestly couldn't tell you which 10 they were because they were also lackluster. (laughs) Metro Exodus is one of them, and then uh, uh, Football Manager, which I'm sure is a really huge game. um, I'm sure this is a really big game. I think Trials Rising is the new one there because I actually really like the Trials games, but it's... That still is a pretty hot pile of trash. Yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, <laughs> like, I think, is new on there, too. Yeah. I mean, sounds like good games, but also, like, it's that's what you're launching with. It's yeah. fine. And fine. also, again, reminder, those games are probably going to be full price that you have to pay for versus all the Black Friday deals for everything else that you're going to find. And if you're getting a Stadia on launch day, there's a good chance you already have those games. I would just yep. say there's probably a good chance you already have them. <laughs> yep. If you actually so end you up have... getting your Stadia on lunch day. Anyway, let's stop shitting on Stadia because it's already shitting all over itself. Fetch it's just quests. so easy. <laughs> Naughty what do you Dog. Have to try? It just happens naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty Dog is hiring for Mysterious The Last of Us online project, says Brianna Reeves at PlayStation Lifestyle. Great. Mysterious. They're hiring. They told us they were going to do something multiplayer related, even if it might not be Last of Us. Yeah. And to be, I wanted to clarify here too. It's because a, there was a tweet saying we're hiring for something online related. And people said, well, they talked about Last of Us Part Two online recently. It's probably that. Right. So they didn't officially say we're doing it for Last of Us online, but it sounds like it's probably the Last of Us online. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Bethesda starts a new studio around the original Prey development team from Matthew Olson at US Gamer. I just want to mention, I'm not going to go into detail about this because I don't wrap my head around it, but. There was a conversation on Kind of Funny Games Daily this week where interesting thing about the development team behind the original Prey, which is Human Head Games, uh, they were going to do Prey 2, but Bethesda actually like took them to court and said, you can't do this. And then they became this other company, and then they tried to do it again, and ZeniMax said no. Anyway, whatever it is, it's interesting now that Bethesda is like, hey, original development team, let's be best friends. We're going to make a new studio, and we're going to give all of your people jobs at it. Well, human heads approach Bethesda. They're like, hey, we're going to close our doors. Can you please help us out? And Bethesda did. It's actually yeah. kind of a sweet story. After Bethesda said, no. You want to make that game? Nope. We're going to put a <laughs> stop to it until you drown and you make something really it's... awful. Like, whatever. What did they make last year? Fallout 76. No, 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 no. Not Bethesda. Human head. Oh, well. They made something they really made... awful. Fuck. Oh, the quiet man. Quiet man. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. The fucking quiet man. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, considering the the status of Bethesda right now, that was a good get. That was a good yeah. get. Yeah, yeah. Bethesda's not doing great right now. No, they're not doing a... the Quiet Man bad. To be fair, though. that's true. That's true. And Depending then finally, who you're talking to at least for Fetch Quest sources say Bioware plans a complete overhaul for Anthem from Jason Trier at Kotaku. I recommend you go read this all in full because it's pretty interesting. But uh, here are a mm-hmm. couple of quotes, not quotes, but uh, paraphrasing from it. There are many decisions that need to be made right down to which changes to Anthem will be made. There's no definitive internal timeline or distribution plan. Also mentioned at the end, a new Mass Effect game is in early development. So Anthem might be getting something brand new. It might be getting the Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn treatment. It might get a a follow-up that you pay for. They don't know, but they know they want to overhaul it, which is good. I mean, I hope it gets like a No Man's Sky revival yeah where it's like it actually turns good i want that for it i really do i shit on that game so much having never played it but still wanting to play we played it. the demo we played that's the right demo. we did play the demo that's right we didn't like the demo <laughs> i liked it 95 times more than you did 
<laughs> but that's because you liked it. I 0.1%. hated it. Yeah, I hated it. You hated I didn't it. Like you it made sure I knew it the whole time. <laughs> 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 Moving on to a third-party yeah. quest log. You guys remember when Sonic looked like a terrifying humanoid monster? Oh fuck! <laughs> well, now he Dude. looks like Sonic the Hedgehog again in our new official trailer. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this new trailer? I am actually kind of looking forward to this now. I don't think it's going to be great, but I'm like, this looks like it's actually going to be kind of fun. It looks so much better. Like, I, I, I'm going to be upfront. I was going to watch this shit anyways because of Jim Carrey, even <laughs> if it was like hot trash. Um, but now I'm like going to actually watch it, and I'm probably going to enjoy it now. Yeah, for sure. I was going to watch it no matter what, <clears throat> but you're right. It looks so much better. It is amazing how much better I feel about this movie with just a couple of aesthetic changes about Sonic. It's so great. Mm. However, yeah. well, the movie still looks bad. None of the jokes landed for me. I didn't think it was funny at all. I thought it was super dumb, but I'm still going to go see it. There I mean, was one joke that landed for me. I, I it was not a great joke, but it still landed for me. It's when one of like the henchmen to uh, to Doctor Egg comes in. It's like, "Do you want a latte?" And Jim Carrey just yells, "Of course I want a latte. You make amazing lattes." And I don't know why it just made me laugh. It was so <laughs> well, stupid because it's Jim Carrey. Exactly. Yeah, his delivery is great. I mean, at least they didn't have the meow. No oh, God. They yeah. also anymore. cut. They meow. also cut it before that line would have been. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that little which, moment was there where they cut it out. I wonder how intentional mm-hmm. that was. I think very intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much work that took to make that happen. To change I mean, Sonic? Yeah. I'm sure a ton of work. I, I, they've worked their asses off. That movie is supposed to come out like a week and a half ago. Yeah. Three months. They got three months of delay in there. Hope that was enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on to the Microsoft Quest log, we had a huge Microsoft XO19. They had an inside Xbox at the XO19 event. Uh, this comes from Will Tuttle at Xbox Wire. There's a whole article just called Everything We Announced at XO19. I got to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Reading the notes of all of this and watching the trailers is like, damn, I'm really excited for Xbox over the next little bit here. And this is basically, it was, for me, what, like equivalent to an E3 press conference then as far as like the impact of the announcements that they made and how excited mm-hmm. I was for what they have coming out. Lots of fun. I, stuff. I w- yeah. I was going over the list and a lot of the stuff looks really good. Even stuff I don't really care about, like the flight simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like I watched some of the trailers like um, grounded looks like that's going to be really fun. Um, yeah. So that's that? the uh, ground is the new obsidian game. It's uh yeah. Yeah. The people who made Outer Worlds. Yes. Right? The Outer yes. Worlds. Outer Worlds. They're making Grounded, which basically looks like Honey, We Shrunk the Kids. And you're running around a backyard and you're super, super tiny and there are ants and giant bugs and shit like that everywhere. And it, it looks yeah. cute. It looks cute. Coming next spring to game Xbox Game Preview. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's go through a couple other things. So, like, Rare. We finally saw what Rare's been working on since... Sea of Thieves, and it's not what you want it to be. It's Everwild. <laughs> I, was, I was very confused by the trailer. I don't know what's going on. It is so. It's a game called Everwild. To me, it looked like Breath of the Wild on a next gen system, but we still don't have really an idea of what the gameplay is or anything. But like the art style to me reminded me a lot of Breath of the Wild. 
Um, we'll see. I re- everybody in the world wants Rare to make Banjo Kazooie three or anything interesting, but it for me it felt like it like had Breath of the Wild and like Fable vibes, but like with Spore characters in it. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Oh, you remember it, Spore? Barely. Do you remember when Conquer was a part of Spore? No. No. Wait, wait, that wasn't Spore. That was, what was their other thing that they made? Like the game creation thing? The creature creator. No, they made like like a Spore creature creator. No, fuck. What was it? What was it? Anyway, Conquer was like a playable character. Conquer. How do you spell Conquer? C O N K E R. Got it. You see it? Okay. Is it a C? Okay, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a C, wouldn't it? Okay. Um,. Yeah, the trailers didn't do that much for me just because it's like these are early game reveal trailers where it's like, ooh, look, we're announcing it. It's it's here's the title. The graphics look great in all of them, but I don't, again, like Chad said, I don't know what the games are, so it's hard yeah. to get excited about them. But uh, Grounded, just because Obsidian just made Outer Worlds, and I really like Outer Worlds so far. It's an RPG. Mm-hmm. It has like survival elements to it. I'm like, I'm very curious to see what that is. Yeah. And I'll have an Xbox at that point. So... The yeah. uh, sorry, the thing I was mentioning, not Spore, but Project Spark. A game oh, oh okay. I forgot about that yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing you could like use voice commands or some shit, right? You could do all sorts of things no one wanted to do in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they also announced the Seabound Soul and Fire DLC for Sea of Thieves. I mean, good for them for supporting that game. I'm glad that they like, like they're going to make that corpse look as pretty as they can. <laughs> I was say, when's the last time they did anything for that game? Right now, they just I announced have a new no DLC idea. pack. That... Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, valid. But then here are the most exciting things. I think they had XCloud news, they had Game Pass news, and they had Black Friday news. Let's start with Black Friday. It's right around the corner, the corner, as some might say. Uh, no they're gonna have deals that. where you can get 150 bucks off all Xbox One models. That's a significant discount, which means you can get That's... the sad edition. For 150 bucks total. $100. dollars a 100 Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's 250 Shut the fuck up. That's yeah, actually... I'm so... I'm getting that, one for sure. That's worth yeah. it. $100? Yeah. And then Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, $1 for the first three months. For $101, you get so much good shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah, for $100, I may pick an Xbox up. And you get... That's stupid. And then you get 50% off all Xbox games, or Xbox Studio games. Yeah. I mean, they're included with Xbox Game Pass, but still, if you don't want to get If you wanted to own one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wireless controllers, 20 bucks off. $10 off Xbox Design Lab controllers. If I didn't need, if I needed another Xbox controller, I have three, so I don't. Xbox Design Lab is so cool, though. I wish we had something like that for Joy-Cons and and PS4. I might do that. I might get an Xbox One Sad Edition and then get the Xbox Design Lab controllers. Because I'm not going to buy a game with my Xbox, most likely, because I have a lot of interest in what's on Game Pass already. So I'm just going to do that. Why? I don't know. I want a dope-ass controller. Ass controller. Nice. (laughs) Speaking of Game Pass, there were 50 games that were shown off that are coming to Game Pass and it is insane what it is. First of all, it's all of the Final Fantasy games, basically. Final Fantasy 7, 8, uh, 8 Remastered, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, The Zodiac Age, 13, 13, 2, Lightning Returns, uh, Final Fantasy 13, 
uh, Final Fantasy 15. And while it's not yet coming to Game Pass, they announced that they're working on porting Final Fantasy 14 to Xbox as well. Like, that's insane Damn. that all of those are coming to Game Pass. You also get yeah. the Kingdom Hearts games as well. All of the prequel, mm-hmm. not prequel, but the stuff before 3, because 3 is already out on it, coming uh, to Xbox Game Pass in 2020 as well. Freaking A, man. And then on top of that, a lot of fantastic, like you already get Gears 5. You get all the Halo games. You get Devil May Cry 5 as part of it as well. Like, there are so many good things. Remnant from the Ashes is a game that looks super cool. It's like Dark Souls with guns that we all wanted to play. It's finally coming to Game Pass as well right now. How many people can you play that game with, by the way? Do you know? I think it's three. Okay. But damn, Game Pass is such a good deal. I'm super excited that the Halo Reach is coming to Master Chief Collection. Yep, Halo Reach. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, you guys. And that actually had a date to it, right? I don't remember what it was, but it was December third or something like that. Very, er, very early December. Yeah, uh, yeah December third. Here's the thing about Xbox Game Pass. You can also get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for a dollar for three months, but then you can also convert if you already have like a year's worth of just live gold. You can convert that to Ultimate for a dollar as well, which is crazy. Wow. Uh, so if you have like if you're somebody who buys like thirty dollars when they're on sale and you buy like years at a time, that's a shit ton you can get. And then you can continuously take advantage of this the reduced price shit throughout the year. Like I don't know how many times I've t- I gotten a month for a dollar. I also just got they had a promotion where it was like get three months of ultimate or three months of Game Pass for one month's price. Like buy one get th- two free. I was like fuck fine I'll do that too. Like how do they make money on this shit? They're giving it away for free. <laughs> and then their consoles are 100 bucks. They're going to go under. That, Xbox is doomed. <laughs> well, that's why they're pushing <laughs> to get it on everything else. That's why they don't need to make Xboxes anymore. Yep. Yep. Although... That's why they don't care about competing with Sony, as they so said. <laughs> there was a separate... Allegedly. There was a fa- separate Allegedly, Phil yeah. Spencer quote from an interview as well after this. Uh, where he said they don't want to make the same mistake they made this generation. They said, this generation, you all saw, we launched at $100 more expensive, and we were the weaker console, and we're not going to make that mistake again this time. So, okay, so they actually still are making sure that's part of their strategy. But the next cloud news. Shit, I unplugged my headphones. Hold on. Nice. (laughs) Good job, Chad. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Super profesh. Super profesh. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. The noise cancellation turned on. I'm going to throw up. Okay. Whew, we're good. Um, 50 new titles are being added to the public preview. So if you're part of the preview program on Android, like whatever version, I think it's 6.0, you can be on it. And uh, you used to have three titles. It was Halo and their fighter that they make that I can't remember the name of right now. Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct. And Gears. You could play those for free just as part of being part of the beta test, which is cool. Now there are 53 titles. For, again, a lot of cool stuff on that as well. You can still play it on Android. The beta is coming to Windows 10 platforms in 2020 as well. And I, this kind of solidifies their strategy going forward is that they're just going to slowly open this up more and more. It's kind of in beta versus Google's like, we're going to launch it all at once broken and then hopefully it fixes itself. There, Microsoft looks like xCloud is a thing that we're just testing. We're going to add more people to it. You're going to play some fun free games, and I kind of like that strategy a lot. But the most interesting thing is there was also the mention of Xbox Game Pass 
including a game streaming option, leading me to believe that you can pay for $9.99 Game Pass and then also stream that wherever you want using xCloud technology without having to pay for extra xCloud prices. If that is that true, sick. that's insane. To get xCloud and Game Pass all in one $10 thing, they also announced you can use any basically Bluetooth third-party controller, including DualShock 4s. Now, you, don't, you literally don't have to own anything Microsoft-related, and you can stream all of their first-party games and their catalog. It's insane. And this will extend to next-gen games too, right? Like yes. if I put a next-gen game in Game Pass, I can stream it to my Xbox One. And I think you called that earlier this year, Chad. I think you predicted Was that one that. of my predictions? I think that was, yeah. Yeah, they did announce that Game Pass will kind of uh, bridge both generations, which is so fucking insane. When, when can I play Halo on my Switch? That's all I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we were, like, everyone in the industry was so sure, what was it, like six months ago, we were like, they were so sure that we were going to see Xbox Game Pass on Switch, and that was going to be announced. Yeah. Yeah. I was one of those people. I was excited, and now I'm sad. I'll say so. I'll say this about that. I that was interesting to me because I have a friend who I know has connections to Microsoft, and they confirmed that too. And they've been right about other things before ahead of time. Ooh. So I'm like, did that get delayed, or did they just cancel it? Because like when he said it, I'm like, oh, it's got to be true then. So mm. I don't know. I don't know. That was really, really a kick-ass XO19. I don't know how long it was. I'm glad I got to just watch the rundown and watch the trailer separately and watch that iPhone 11 Best Buy ad 95 times on IGN's website. (laughs) (laughs) It's the one where the person's hiding behind the snowman. Did you say you want an iPhone 11? Um, But Holden had a leaky friend. (laughs) There's also a leaker named Sabi on Twitter who's leaking shit about Breath of the Wild. Uh, this headline, jumping into our Nintendo Quest log, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel rumored to be planned for release in 2020 from Logan Moore at DualShockers. Sabi, S-A-B-I on Twitter says, quote, I would tell you Breath of the Wild 2 is planned to release in 2020, but Zelda release dates are historically delayed, internally or publicly. LOL! He said that in all caps, so I had to scream it. And then a follow-up quote, this isn't speculation, just current plans. There's some context in here as well. Uh, Sabi has leaked a lot of things reliably in the past. Uh, there's been legal action against him for stuff that he's leaked for E3 2019, including from third parties like Bethesda and Ubisoft and Square Enix. He accurately nailed the Keanu Reeves involvement with Cyberpunk. Um, so, uh, it, trustworthy source. However, my thought is, this is like, this is a nothing tweet. Like, this is a tweet that no matter whether it comes out in 2020 or not, he can be like, yeah, I was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're spot on there. Because there's also the part here that he was sued by Nintendo, and then as a result of him, oh, well, not sued, he got a cease and desist letter. I um, put that in there wrong. But he got a cease and desist letter from Nintendo, and his response was, well, I won't talk about anything Nintendo publicly again. Except with this tweet about Breath of the Wild that doesn't really say anything, there's no way Nintendo could actually sue me about it because... It's just saying that's their internal plan. It's not like leaking anything really. It's right. it's saying, hey, this number could change, but there's like a whiteboard in the in like the boardroom that has that date written on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by what he said, release in twenty twenty, but Zelda release dates are historically delayed internally or publicly. With that, the only way he could be wrong is if it came out before the end of this year. So why even yeah, say so it at all? <laughs> because yeah. he can. 
stupid, stupid. I do stupid. think there is a chance it could come out in 2020. I don't think it's a great chance, but I think there's a possibility for it. I think it's a smart move if they do because uh, I think that's how they're going to compete with next gen. Oh, absolutely. Big Zelda. Yeah. Like the PS5 I, looks really cool, but still can't play Zelda on it. Yep. Yeah. Case I mean, in point, it, end of story for them. Good. It would make you, s- you can keep talking, Desi. Sorry. <laughs> it, it would make sense um, for next year as well because, like, I besides first quarter of uh, Animal Crossing, they don't really have anything planned for the rest of the year that they've told mm-hmm. everyone. So they have something like Zelda. It's, that's you know that exactly what you said. They're going to compete with the next gen. Yeah. Unless yeah. they drop another Pokemon game, which there's also like people want a Gen 4 remake. It's like, oh, people are hinting, they're hinting about it. Let's do it next year, right? 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 Please, Nintendo? Please. Yep. It could be <laughs> Sword, Shield, and Helmet. Helmet coming out next year. <laughs> oh, Helmet's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> it would be probably be Helm, Sword, Shield, and Helmet. No, yeah. It would be Pokemon. That is Shelmet. a good one. Come on. What a great transition like into our main quest for today. Today, Pokemon Sword and Shield impression and online upsets. This comes actually from a subscriber interrogative from none other than Dusty E-Trade Hill. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I, I sent something in. That's right. You Hi. submitted yeah. an interrogative. said, at Respawn Empire on Twitter, hashtag Ryan subscriber interrogative. If y'all are getting Pokemon Sword and Shield, I need your impressions and also to know what starter did you choose. Let's start with starters and then we'll get into impressions. What did you choose? Uh, I chose Sobble. 100% Grookey here. Oh, we have four representation. Score <gasps> Bunny. I did Score Bunny. You chose Score Bunny? Oh, nice. Look at that. Yeah. Would you wow, look at nice. that? I was going in being like, I'm probably going to pick Score Bunny. But before the launch of the game, I had assumed we would see what all of their final evolutions were so I could finally mm-hmm. pick before I started. And then nothing, nothing. You know, Pokemon Red and Blue, you see Charizard and Blastoise on the fucking game box. So like, I got to know what these are going to evolve into. So there was that leak a couple of days before, basically the entire Pokedex and yeah. a bunch of shit. And I just yeah, went yeah. in and saw what the starters ended up as. And I was like, that one looks fucking creepy as hell, Sobble's evolution. Score Buddies yeah. looks kind of boring. And then I was like, Grookey's looks dope as shit. And also, Grookey as is as a little baby is adorable as hell with his stupid little stick and his his actual five-fingered hands that look like they're in kitchen gloves. It's so adorable. So that's why I chose <laughs> Grookey. Um, I will say the designs, I do like Grookey's design the most. Um, but I just, I relate to Sobble. I'm always like, you know, I always need someone to hold me. It's great. <laughs> I also looked at what the evolutions turned into because I, that was important to me. I'm only going to have the first evolution for the first like hour of the game. And then after that, I won't see it again. And I just liked Score Bunny's final evolution. And I I didn't even see what the second evolution was, and I've gotten it, and it looks awesome. Its nice. name is Raboot. Come on. Yes. <laughs> it's great. I, I I was surprised. Like, I actually didn't look it up because I tried to go in this as blind as possible, which was – I didn't really go in blind. But I didn't look at the starter evolutions, um, just like people's speculations about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just chose Sobble. Um, I – generally like water types like squirtle was my boy gen one. Oh hell yeah uh, so i let's do that and my partner is gonna get grookey anyways so later on we're gonna trade and shit um but i i'm really liking like the subble final evolution which his name is a uh, inteleon by the way 
um, is weird. It's I I don't know how to feel about it, but <laughs> I'm sticking with it because it's actually like really good. Yeah, traditionally the the grass starter Pokemon has always been like the wrong choice, <laughs> just because grass type is not <laughs> as useful as some of the other types throughout the game. But I just couldn't I couldn't not go with that dope ass giant gorilla with the drum at the end. Yeah, very, it's... very quick, very important question about the starters. Yeah, yes. Usually, your rival picks the opposite, your weakness, so right? If... But this time, you picked okay, one so that you... was shitty against yours. Yeah, I got a. I picked Score Bunny. Like, oh, he'll pick Sobel. No, he picked Grokey, and I'm like, I just trounce him every time. It's weird. Yeah, I was surprised by it, but then also it shows that the champion, like Leon, the guy that everyone knows, he chose the. He gets the other one. So, oh, that makes sense. So you're okay. going to face the opposite in pretty much the final battle. Okay. That does make sense. Which right. I, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. like, going on, like, earlier in the game, that can be difficult, but you're going to have a challenge at the end of the game because we're going to kick your ass. It would be weird if, like, you had this huge challenge facing against the Sobel evolution the entire time. But you get to the final boss, it's like, yeah, just so that here's the monkey. The one <laughs> that you're going to have an easy time against. Um, let's talk about impressions and then we'll get into talking about the, the upsets and the controversy around it. I'm going to go first Ugh. just because I've only played an hour and a half and my impressions are going to be very short. And then I'm really curious about what you guys have to say. Cool, cool. Uh, so I played an hour and a half. I just got to where you fight your rival and you both see the little wishing star and you get your wristband for the first time. That's where I just stopped. Okay. Wow. Uh, so I'm not very far into it. But I can tell you that I already have, am finding things about this game that I love compared to the other ones. For reference, um, I haven't really played much since I played Silver and Gold. I played uh, Omega Ruby, and then I played a little bit of Sun and Moon. Um, and then I played all the way through Let's Go. So I don't have – some of these things might have been in Pokemon for a while, and I'm just ignorant to it, but I think they're cool now. But one, mm -hmm. I'm so glad we're over Random Battles. I'm so glad we're over random encounters and we can yep. see them on the screen. Yeah. I think that, in addition to actually seeing the Pokemon like on the overworld, like we've had that in almost every Pokemon game, is like seeing Pokemon around town or in people's homes and things like that. But being able to see them, like Butterfree is actually flying really high up top. And then there's also like the, somebody's munchlax on their carpet and shit like that. Like those yeah. I feel like are more immersive than ever in building this world. And I think world building in general is what I love so far about this game. Like it starts out introducing the uh, the thing about Dynamaxing and the whole thing is set up against the, this whole gym challenge and these championships and like that's how the game opens. And you see them, Charizard fucking gets giant huge and then boom, cuts to you getting your first Pokemon. Like yes, gets me hype right out the bat. But then also the... the um, the world itself, I feel like they're able to fill out more for the first time. Being able to see that people's homes have like a little patio out next to them with chairs and a table and they all sit around. And then there's also right next to that like a Pokemon battling mat where maybe on the weekends people sit outside and watch their kids battle Pokemon out right in their backyard. It's like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that makes this world to me, those little things make this world to me feel so much more Pokemon and believable. And I'm excited to kind of see how everything just everything develops across the Galar region where every other Pokemon game that I've played, it's just the same. Oh, there's a Pokemon sitting on the, the carpet. And if you talk to it, it goes, and that's like the extent of it, but I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm in, I've got a lot of trips coming up 
in the next week and a half that I've got plane rides and things like that I can play it on. Uh, but I'm interested yes. to hear what you guys have to say. Um, hold on, why don't you go first? Because I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> okay. I So I'm about eight hours in, I think. I'm just before the third gym. Can you gauge like, kind of where I am? Mm-hmm. I'm liking it a lot so far. I do think that I went into it with a higher expectation of what was going to change. I thought that like the wild area, for example, is going to be a, at least so far it has not been as big of a component as I thought it was going to be. So it still feels very much like previous Pokemon games in terms of the world outside of the wild area. But when I was in the outer area, uh, the sorry, the wild area, I was I explored it for hours. I think that's why it took me so long to get to the first gym is because. Actually, I put 10 hours in because it took me about six and a half hours to get to the first gym just because yeah. I was going around the wild area, having a total blast. And then I went back into the normal towns and the routes again. And I'm like, man, I feel like this should feel a little bit more open. Like the they had wild sections between the towns as opposed to these routes because mm-hmm. it did feel a little bit like. Like, Pokemon games are quote-unquote open world. It's really just paths you follow to get to the next town. And that's still kind of true here. I don't think it makes it a bad experience, however. I just think that I went into it expecting more from the wild area. And and I shouldn't say wild area because I haven't explored too much of it. But, like, expecting more from how the world has changed. Because I think Mm -hmm. they kind of played that up a little bit. And I read into that a little bit more than I should have, I think. But that's really the only main criticism I have of it. Because it's one of the best Pokemon experiences, hands down. Just in terms of how good it looks. How good all the the, the models look. All the models look fantastic. Yeah. I don't care if... We'll get into the whole if they're reused or not. I have some thoughts there, too. But, like, I don't... Because they still look so good. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. Um and some of the animations aren't a little like lackluster. Again, it still feels like a Pokemon game to me. So like none of that stuff is like registering as yeah. out of place because that's it still looks better and plays better than other Pokemon games have in the past. But I think um chatting to the world building, it the world feels super cool in terms of it feels like this like European countryside as uh, opposed to like yeah, like the whole just, yeah. Just a place in a town and like make believe Paris or mm. you know something like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's been really speaking to me a lot. I love the new Pokemon designs. There's a lot to really like about this game if you're into Pokemon for sure. And some people are saying it's easier than other Pokemon games. I actually think it's a little harder when you're in the wild areas and fighting Pokemon in the wild. Well, you that can find like experience. really powerful Pokemon that you can't even attack basically yeah. do anything to right you literally can't even catch them they won't even let you catch yeah, them at all it's, it, that's yeah. that's like a big mechanic you can't yeah. catch them oh yeah. speaking of catching i love that there is a dedicated button to just opening your pokeballs in oh my the battle. gosh yep. it's so good so you don't have to go to your bag and then search for pokeballs yep. oh my god it's so and it's improved it's too because it used to be you just had the one button that was like the X button. I think in the 3DS version is like this. You had the X button to choose the last type of Pokeball you selected, but now you can choose the Pokeball and then choose what type of Pokeball you want to use. It's so refined. That's the thing too is the, the combat is so refined from where it has been before. It's like yep. they thought about every little like nitpick people have had about Pokemon games. Like, no, okay, we're just streamlining this. It's it's great now. It's awesome. Yep. Um, it also just looks cool with like the split screen sections. Yeah, quite a- yeah. Like I really like because in the combat they they do things. They had this a little bit in Sun and Moon where like it would like go back and forth, but here it actually looks 
really good where like it'll be a split screen mm-hmm. and then you know you'll see both Pokemon and like fighting each other or like it'll pan around and it, it yeah it looks so good yeah um, I did want to point out something. Actually, my Switch ready for this. I think some of the translation, not a lot of it, most of the translation in terms of the language is fantastic. Like, it always is for Nintendo games. But I came across a mm-hmm. few sentences that I'm like, I don't even know what they're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found this to be the case, too? I found um, one, but I was like, oh, wait, no, I just missed a word. But it totally made sense. I, I, have th- I, kind, I kind of, like, seen it, but, like, also, like, I know a lot of British thing already just from, like, consuming british media so maybe that will help out here because this like i'm gonna read three of them to you i took three screenshots this is early on when hop sees you in your room looking or in your on the sitting on the couch looking at your phone and he says Mm -hmm. oh that your flash new phone holden he's like hey is that your cool new phone flash is just a word for cool allegedly i mean that's that's what i took from it okay and that was that was on to me. Score bunny is fire type. It's filled to bursting with fiery passion. I've never Whoa. heard that filled to bursting <laughs> yeah. before. No, that, that that one was weird. That was weird. And then the last one is um they're in the the woods uh in early part of the game where it's like the foggy woods. Hop says, How'd you manage to find your way here? Your pants with direction. You always get lost. Your pants with direction. <laughs> pants your is pants- like it's like you're trash at something. You're okay. pants. I don't know why. I just so like, that is, that I is just a slang. Know. Yeah, it's like, like British people are so weird. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. So first of all, he said translation. It's very strange. Okay, I'm glad I brought it up then. So it's just slang. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of day, which I I've um I follow a lot of like British YouTubers and Poketubers. I've been playing this game. They're like saying this is fucking fantastic. <laughs> like like I'm loving this. It feels like I'm like down the street. <laughs> That's awesome. Alright, Dusty, your turn. Take us on a ride. Give um, us your impressions. Okay. I I want to say this is an initial impression, but like as I said, I am literally twenty five hours in, in this game. Um this game, I'm gonna say, is the best Pokemon game in years. Um I am absolutely loving every like Every second of it, the the over the UI, the quality of life stuff they added, like the leveling Pokemon all at the same time. Yeah, he was like, oh, like that. People were saying, oh, it's easy mode. It's only easy mode if you take your time and fight every fucking thing you see. Um, because I don't. I like to. I don't like to grind, and so I've gotten to points where like, oh, I'm like ten levels lower than this trainer. Um, I'm. <laughs> Need to think about what I need to do now. Um, but that, uh, like, the catching mechanics, um, being able to just, like, choose stuff here. Like, I noticed, like, if you go to the tile screen, if you just press X, you can just press R and it saves the game. Like, you don't need, you need to go to the same oh, thing. Cool. The autosave function is mm-hmm. cool. Being able to open your boxes from wherever you are is really cool. Um, the Pokemon design is fucking amazing. I, like the Pokemon in this generation, like Gen Eight, I really like all the Pokemon designs I've seen, except for Mister Mime. Mister Mime is really creepy. I haven't um, seen him yet. Oh, but I know no, they I've seen him. Mr. Yeah, Mime a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not a fan. I saw it just today. I'm like, I don't. I, mom, please pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the wild area is so cool. It, it's really like 
I think someone's, uh, I was talking to someone's like, it, it must really feels like it would be a Pokemon trainer. He's going around and you see like in, in the background, there's an Onyx. You're like, oh, cool. An Onyx to get there. It's like, um, level 30 and you're level eight. I'm like, oh mm-hmm. no. Oh no. This is, <laughs> I'm going to have a bad time. Which I also like that they gave you Poke Dolls before you even entered the wild area, which that just this is an item that lets you escape. Oh, okay. Like, um, the story is really well done. Uh, I'm currently at the equivalent of the Elite Four right now. Which um, I've seen people people said they beat the whole game like in nine hours. Yeah, I no can see if you're. I I can see if you're <laughs> skipping everything, but I I love this world. Like I love exploring. I go to every town. I go to every house. Um, Quick question. Yes. About Elite Four. So you said, and I don't want to get too if this is too spoiler heavy, but like. I, I, one of the things I heard of people complaining about is there's no Elite Four equivalent. What what is is that? Um, so I mean th- there is, but it's not like the same structure. So what you like what they've been saying that the Glar region Pokemon battles is like the main event, mm-hmm. and like you you've um like at the first gym's like okay you go in and you're in the gym challenge you're in this, you're the league, so you're going through and facing this and you're it's like you're tr- just trying to get to the top of the league. Like you start at the bottom, you go up the ranks, and um, there's other trainers doing this as well. And so, it's they really made um, gym battles like a big spectacle, mm-hmm. and that's what like the Elite Four equivalent. Like you're you're pretty much like playing, and they even say this in the game. You're playing where literally the whole world is watching this these matches right now. This so is like it's a not like setting. Okay, exactly. It's not like the Elite Four where you go in fight the four like. Trainers is done there. Like strongest trainers, like you're trying to get to the champion, and I'm not going to say any more because it's heavy spoiler territory. But it sounds like it's still similar enough to Elite Four, though. You're still fighting a series of trainers in a row before you fight the champion, it, it, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I don't know why people are complaining about that. Then that that is what the Elite Four is to a large dude, extent. People are complaining about everything, which they're it's, <laughs> because they literally just want the exact same game again, and then they're going to complain that it's the exact same game. Yeah, and you know what? Like, <laughs> fuck that shit. Like after this, like I want games like this from now on because, um, it this region Galar, it feels so much more unique than to any other Pokemon game before this. Um, it mm-hmm. it feels like an actual place. The way they talk, the way they like work with Pokemon and treat Pokemon in that world, and like not seeing everything from like Gen two and one and three and five, whatever it's. It feels very unique, and that's like I love that. Yeah, and that that's why I've always liked about Pokemon. They always try something different. Like Black and White was very different. Sun and Moon was really different as well. Very Sun and Moon was yeah. great, um, but they <laughs> they did something different, and I, I really appreciate that about Game Freak. Uh, yeah, I just I could talk about this forever, but I'm loving this game. Yeah, it's the most fun I've had going into a Pokemon game, like since i don't know x and y which came out six seven years ago i love sorry one last thing about the world building thing i love that you wake up not you wake up but you go to your room and it has like posters of all of the leagues things like that or the championship the gym challenge whatever it is on it and then it has like three huge pokemon posters of charizard champ and uh gengar and it's like and you go to explore Mm -hmm. it and you like hit the button to read it and it's like these are the most popular Pokemon in the Galar region. And I was like, that's so cool that like, 
first of all, Charizard, very early in the game, everyone's like, oh my god, Charizard's fucking awesome. It's Leon's greatest hand. Oh, Charizard's the best. Like, to see that the whole world champions around, like, they have mascots and teams that they root for. And it's such mm-hmm. a cool world to be in. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. I will say also, like, how they handle the gyms in this game, I absolutely love it. Like, every, every gym is... It, it definitely feels like its own thing, like, from the previous ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like they took the Trials idea from Sun and Moon, which was interesting... But it was such mm-hmm. a huge departure from what a gym is that it felt kind of odd. And this is a great balance, I think, of what they were trying to do with the trials while meshing it with a gym at the same time. Yeah, I, that's like a, a very good way of putting it. But I love it, though. I think it's really great so far. Instead, I don't think it's... If you didn't like Pokemon before, you're still not going to like this. It's still a Pokemon game exactly as you a Pokemon game to be, but it's mm-hmm. just... It is really fucking good so far. And a lot of the thing is just because it's on Switch now, they can do a lot more with a lot more power. I mean, this isn't like yeah. going from a Wii U to a Switch. This is like going from a 3DS to a Switch. Like, right. That's a massive, massive jump. And they, they utilize it. Like going to the whole like how the world's so great. When you're walking in the wild area and you can see towering structures, that is cool to have in a Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel and like I, I am... I, there are th- three games I'm playing right now, Death Stranding, Jedi Fallen Order, and Pokemon Sword and Shield, where I am like at the cusp of where apparently the game gets really cool, but I'm not yet <laughs> to that area in any of the three games. <laughs> I will say, like, it does take a long time to get to the first gym if you want to explore, because I think it's the first gym probably until like five hours in. Wow. Yeah, I was so over-leveled for the first gym. It was crazy. I was a full ten levels above the... the um. The gym leader. Oh, man. I wasn't even there. I was just, like, looking around trying to find all the items. Like, I was at, like, level 20. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, spoilers. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You need to be level 20. There you go, Chad. You got some You got some tips thanks, and tricks. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was there just because, like, I don't, like, go through everything. I just want, I wanted to explore. Like, I explored all the levels, like, level areas of the wild area up until, like, there's a point where, like, the Pokemon are all way too strong. Also, it's absolutely terrifying to see, like, oh, there's a Machoke. Oh, the Machoke is chasing me. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I love that, where the Pokemon chase you around. That's why I was standing in place once. He's like, oh, it's a Pokemon game. It's very casual. I can just stand right here. Nothing will happen. And then three mm-hmm. Pokemon charge me. And I'm like, ah, I got to run. <laughs> it's like I can't yeah, get into like a battle the, right now. Even the Machops will, like, charge you. I, I will say there's a really cool mechanic. So now, like, you could whistle around wild Pokemon. Um, and it'll, like, it'll perk some interest to them, so, like, some they'll go towards you. Um, very early on, you can find a bunch of Yamper, which is the little Corgi mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon. Oh, I got one of those. If they whist- yeah, when they if you whistle a bunch of them, though, they'll walk up towards you, and they'll just, like, bark at you and, like, look like they want to play with you while, like, not actually attacking you. <laughs> it's, like, it's so, like, it makes the Pokemon, like, have all unique personalities, and I love it. That's awesome. It's good stuff so far. So why do people hate it? Why are people upset? <laughs> Great question, Chad. Do you want to run through it? Uh, I'm going to let you guys talk about it because I'm not familiar with enough of it. So IGN uh, article by uh, Matt Kim and Casey DeFridis had, I think, a really good breakdown of what's going on. And there's actually a separate story I want to talk about, too, that hasn't been getting as much discussion, not nearly as much as the controversy's been. I think the other mm-hmm. issue is a bigger deal. But we'll 
I'll explain it all. So, from the announcement Sword and Shield, uh, smaller regional Pokedex, that has led to a lot of criticism from people who generally like to collect every single Pokemon from all the generations. But at the time, Game Freak responded by saying that, they, that those cuts were necessary because they're going to have higher quality graphics, animations, because it's on the Switch, and they're able to achieve a lot of that now. And unlike mm-hmm. in previous titles, uh, Game Freak also had to make each character model from scratch. Where, like, they say, like going from X and Y to Sun and Moon, you can reuse some of the same character models because yeah. it's the same system. Um, mm-hmm. They they had to build them from scratch um, for this game. That was the reasoning as to why they had to cut the the Pokedex hundred and something to now whatever it is. It it's four. It would have been like a, it would have been like a thousand Pokemon in this game, though. Yeah, if they kept it like that, too much. So the. That, <laughs> that critic and this is kind of the story of how the this Christmas built up over the marketing period. So the criticism grew a lot when there was this reveal of that Yamper Pokemon we were just talking about, it was the quirky looking Pokemon. And there's a tail whip animation they showed in the trailer, and it's very similar to tail whip animations that we've had in past games, and people were saying, mm. Well, this is low quality, and because this is the same, you are lying to us, game freak. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Like, what and do then, they want to do? They want the Yamper like put its ass in the Pokemon's face. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, IGN, uh, Matt Kim, and Casey Freitas, but they both recognized that there were some reused animations, and a lot. Of, they said that they do notice that those outweigh new animations, but that this again is not new to Pokemon. Like all mainline mm-hmm. games reuse assets and animations from previous games. We're talking about four hundred Pokemon. Even in the cut down Pokedex, it's still a lot of shit to deal with. Um, yeah, one of the ones that Matt and uh, Casey disagreed with were critic- criticisms of the game's length. They said that in order to play it in like fifteen hours, you'd have to rush through everything. <laughs> Most people were spending forty to forty five hours with short, uh, Sword and Shield in the office. Yeah, um, and then. To go back to the whole um, uh, reusing assets, Laura Miller is a 3D artist. She has some game development experience. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, she posted a thread just discussing the wireframe pictures, like side by side comparisons being used to kind of shit on this game. And she's saying that yeah. you could easily fake that. That that is not something that is definitive proof that they reused the same wireframe. Um, let's talk about all of that stuff first, and then we'll talk about the second. Um, issue because it's they're, yeah. they're totally different things. Um, Dusty, what's your take on on these um, criticisms? Pokemon fans are trash. That's the first <laughs> um, it, but also, like I, I remember looking at that thread, the wireframe one, because I and I was like, okay, the wireframe is the same, but it's like it's weird. It's like it's the same Pokemon. So of course, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the Bulbasaur, yeah, it's gonna look like a fucking Bulbasaur. Like, okay, what the fuck do you want? Do you want it to be like? fucking squiggly lines instead of straight lines um yeah like pikachu will always be pikachu like they're not gonna add a ribbon to the top of every single pikachu's head just to change (laughs) it yeah no and so like a lot of these arguments are from entitled people that probably never done anything but play a game they don't know anything about the actual development about it except like you know hot words like oh the frames and the the wire frames and the stuff and like i don't like it but okay but like just shut up. Right. Anyone who's <laughs> actually like, playing the game doesn't give a shit. Yeah, because like, okay, one, the game looks fucking amazing. Two, like, yeah, the animations are gonna be simple. One, like, they talking about Yamper and a tail whip. Yamper's tail is like fucking tiny. What if, what were you expecting from a fucking tail whip animation from a Pokemon that doesn't have a tail? <laughs> Got to so wiggle the butt. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know what it does? It wiggles its butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, yeah, like, I, I remember um, day before launch, there was this whole thing on Twitter, like, Game Freak lied. That was a thing trending on Twitter. And it was all these people, like, talking about, they, they reused the animations. The, that wireframe thing came up in that thread of, like, it was in that um, trending hashtag, which is how I found it. Um, but, like, it, yeah, reusing assets, because, again, the Pokemon that are there, they're going to look like the Pokemon they have in previous generations, just better. And it's, it's like, I could go on for hours calling, like, everything they've done, like, stupid, like, their <laughs> arguments, like, the whole national decks, like, I actually, when that was announced, I had this whole, like, I had a whole episode of my podcast talking about, like, well, yeah, if they had a thousand Pokemon, each Pokemon animation, like, they need a model for their battle animation. Um, they need a model for the Gigantamax animation or Dynamax because every Pokemon can be Dynamaxed. Um, they're not just going to, like, expand that freaking model because it's going to look like trash if they do that. Yeah. Um, there's, like, the Pokemon camp thing. There's models for Pokemon running around in the wild. They they need at least do five of ten not unique models for each Pokemon they make. And not to add, like, some Pokemon are going to have exclusive moves that they need to design for those specific Pokemon. That That's already a lot for 400 Pokemon. If they did it, the wild area wouldn't be there. There would be no wild area. It would be the same mm-hmm. cut and paste. You're on a set route, um, and you're just going through the thing. If you want to play that, then fucking play red and blue. Just, <laughs> no. Go back to your Game Boy. Yeah, it's like, there, there are aspects of it that, like, I kind of get but like at the same time you have to consider what the game is there's a lot of like oh well it's not breath of the wild it doesn't have this vast open world like breath of the wild did i'm like yeah but like that was the focus of the development of that game was making that giant open world they didn't like plop down some land and say great let's make the land on top of it Uh, they make the game on top of the land like no like making that environment was part of making the game to a huge degree there's probably a lot of resources that went into just making hyrule for that game and in pokemon that heavy development uh is in balancing pokemon and Mm -hmm. getting animations for all these different pokemon and like you said in gigantamax mode in combat when they're running around like there's so much to consider that's why like because my criticism of like the world feels just like another pokemon world of just roots and stuff yeah but the reason for that is that that's not the main focus of their development the main focus is you know the pokemon and when it comes to things like the wireframe being evidence that they didn't make it from scratch not really though because the wireframe is only one portion of making the 3d model and that's the part that you don't really need to remake, as we just said, Pikachu's Pikachu. They could have yeah. said we made it from scratch by taking the wireframe that was already perfectly good in Sun and Moon. It would be stupid to spend money making new wireframes <laughs> and all this stuff. But we they still clearly improved the assets on top of the wireframe. And that's where the the for scratch the from scratch kind of comes in. They yeah. If you look at Pikachu, what it looks like in this game versus even, you know, Let's Go, but also Sun and Moon, it's not the same model. It is different. And if it's using the same wireframe, it's regardless. It's like saying, well, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker still says Star Wars in the title, which means it's going to be the same movie. Like, okay, but there's, like, <laughs> other parts of it, too, that are relevant. Like, it's called Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. It's not just Star Wars. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. just it, – it's a really, like, frivolous argument on their part, I think, to say that it, these wireframes mean anything. It's It's kind of ridiculous. 
and then the animations like could, could they be do other games have better animations yes but games don't usually have to have the number of animations that mm-hmm. this game does and that was kind of like hitting me as i'm playing it is like okay yeah the animations are, are not the greatest thing ever but that's not the point it's just yeah. like not like what the point of this game is yeah, and I will say they some there's like some moves have new animations and then when you're um in like the giant giant mode, there is animations for those moves and those animations yeah. look amazing. Yeah, they're but, vastly different too. They're like for the equivalent move, they're not even the same animation. Yeah. Yeah, like the the fire the like there's a fire move that looks crazy. The grass move is really cool. There's a dart like they, they there's a specific one for every type and then specific Pokémon have like special moves as well. That's different from all the other ones and they mm-hmm. look really good. Uh I I I found a Pokémon like after after I beat the 6th gym, there's a Pokémon in the Final in the Wild. It has its own like special move and it's one of the coolest animations I've seen in a Pokémon game ever. For like um for one move, it's and it's crazy. It's something I've never seen before ever, except for maybe equivalent of a Z move from Sun and Moon, but it still looked way better because it's on a Switch, not a 3DS. Man, you guys are going to make me want to play this game so bad. That, that's the <laughs> and I'm already that's playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get what the complaints. Are. I just don't like. I don't like. I can kind of see what comes from the animations, but then I'm like, I lose sympathy when I realize how much else there is in this game. Mm. Yeah, and then I'm... like going back to the Nat Dex thing. So yeah, there's what 400 something Pokemon in this Pokedex. Yeah. Um. So if you want to like talk about the most generally high, highly rated Pokemon game, it's Heart Gold and Soul Silver. That is by a long shot agreed to be the best Pokemon game. That had 400 Pokemon in there, but and it well, this garbage now. <laughs> well, it didn't come out before all those other games, but then people like with Sun and Moon and X and Y, people still go back and play that, and they have to find it on the DS. And that game is still like sixty bucks if you find yeah. it anywhere. And That's like, the only that, reason I haven't bought it. I want yeah, that game so bad. I mean, it's so good. And guess what? Like this game, like. This game with the Pokedex and stuff, like having this Pokedex feels super unique and makes the region feel like, okay, yeah, you can only get these because mm-hmm. you're in this area of the world. Yeah. They said they're going to be continuing this. So that means like the next game, there's going to be a bunch of Pokemon you can only get in that region. And you know what? That's going to be super unique. Casey DeFree just made a really good point too on Nintendo Voice Chat. She also mentioned in the article we just referenced as well, where mm-hmm. she said, like, when you play a Pokemon game, you don't get the whole national Pokedex immediately. There's a requirement. It usually involves beating either the entire game or a significant portion of it before you are able to access the remainder of the Pokemon. They usually have a yeah. subset of like 250 to 400 Pokemon you're able to get before the Elite Four. So like, this really isn't that much different. It doesn't really change your first playthrough of the game is what their point is. And I think it's a, a fantastic point. And I think as well, there's a surprise when you do see Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. No, like when you see a Pokemon, you haven't like, you didn't expect to see, or you see a new Pokemon. Like I yeah. ran into like a Wobbuffet. I ran, I ran into a Shuckle, which I was so excited about because <laughs> I fucking love Shuckle. Um, and it's like, oh, it's actually in this game. Fuck yeah. 
so I made sure I caught three. Um, <laughs> I knew it was in the game because you could buy a shirt with Shuckle on it from one of the shops, and I yeah, almost I mean, did. I, no, I bought that shirt right off the bat. That's I, I wore that shirt for like the first seventy five percent of the game. Um, but I know people were saying because there's a Poliwag shirt. Poliwag's not in the game. Oh, okay. But also, like, there's a shirt of Pokemon. Yeah, people know what Poliwag is. It's just like it's not in this area of the world. Yeah. One of the big areas I think this criticism is coming from is that this is the first Pokemon game that cost sixty dollars. Every single Pokemon game has been forty dollars. Yeah, sixty bucks. Let's and go cost sixty bucks. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. I forget about let's go. But the, I guess I'm from in terms of thinking about mainline Pokemon game. Yeah. For mainline think- yeah. There, I think it's an expectation of people say, well, this is really just what was in a $40 game before, and we're getting, quote-unquote, less of it because it's the same animations being reused and this, the same character models and all this stuff. So I think that's kind of where a lot of it's coming from. But I think if anyone who's listening to this and hasn't played the game yet and is concerned about that, don't be concerned about it. Just play the game. You're not going to worry about it at all when you're playing yep. it. I mean, also, like, going back, if you go to any other Pokemon games, like even like Sun and Moon and Black and White 2... In the game, like you could find in the wild only about 400 Pokemon, anyways. In the game, the only reason all those other Pokemon are in there because you could trade them, but you you don't find them, so like this is not different than the other ones, you just can't trade them to this game, right? It's yeah. all about that accessing the Pokemon bank and or whatever the mm-hmm. new thing have, have they launched a new thing yet? Nope. It's not out. Pokemon Home is supposed to launch sometime next year, gotcha. Um. One thing that what was I gonna say? I can't remember. Well, damn it! You said there was another topic that it wasn't related to that. It was before we got to that. Um, well, speaking of Pokemon was... that are the same as other games but have different sprites, etc. How do I get my How do I get my Let's Go Gigantamax Pikachu in this game? Because I've gotten the Gigantamax Meowth from ordering it early. I've gotten the oh. like digital bonus of the quick balls, but how do I get the Pikachu? It's um when you get to the wild area, there you get you go via train station. There's two people in the train station that will give you either Pikachu or Eevee based off save data. Okay, gotcha. I just haven't gotten there yet. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I haven't got the chance the chance to actually Gigantamax them, but I mean I have Eevee because I got Eevee. Um, I stopped using it because I'm trying to use all the Pokemon from this game. Yeah. Uh, because I really want to see all the evolutions. Like, my biz com- biggest complaint about the games, I can only have six Pokemon in my party. Right. <laughs> I can't power I just, up like, enough time to see everything. Yeah, every time I catch new Pokemon, I'm like, oh, what's this evolving to? What's that evolving to? I'm mm-hmm. like, I just want to do them all. But I'm like, I, I have a good team going. It's helping me throughout the game so far. So, Man, I do kind of miss those days where I was like, I was playing alongside like the Prima official strategy guide for red, blue, and yellow, and I could like see all the Pokemon and the revolutions, everything like that at the same time as going through it. And I'm like, oh man, I just caught a fucking Oddish. What does an Oddish turn into? A vile plume. Ooh, I don't want that. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> There's um the strategy guides come out this week, I believe. The week of the seventeenth. I don't know when, but I do want uh, there's a hard one, a hard book cover, mm-hmm. a hard Pokemon strategy. I can't talk, but I want that one. It looks really cool. I don't know the last time I bought an actual physical book. Yeah. IG and Wiki Guides is like my go to guide. Go. Yeah. Yeah, but like Pokemon. <laughs> You're right. You <laughs> sold me. 
So the last little bit here of uh, Pokemon controversy, and I think this one has more credence to it. No Pokemon Sword and Shield aren't deleting Nintendo Switch save files. So that's uh, from Polygon, probably blah, from Patricia Hernandez at Polygon. They said that some players online have claimed that there's a bug in Sword and Shield that has deleted all of their save data on their SD card. When the game autosaves, apparently at times it can crash. If your game crashes during an autosave, you can't open up any of your games on your SD card. You can't access the save data. That's what these people are being are claiming. However, there's a Pokemon hacker named um, Cerez M, um, which is S-C-I-R-E-S-M. He has a different theory. Um, he is a known Pokemon hacker, so he knows what he's talking about. And he's saying that they... The claim that your save data gets corrupted isn't true, but the contents of your SD card could have been corrupted um, from this, as long as your SD card is formatted XFAT. If it's XFAT32, it's fine. But the reason your save data is not compromised is because that's on the internal storage on the Switch, which is XFAT32. So that's why your save storage is fine. So really, if this happens to you, you just got to re-download your games again. Oh, shit. But, but oh. you might lose your, your screenshots. So that's not great. Um, if you're super concerned, you can turn off the autosave if you want to, but apparently it's not a very widespread thing. But I think that is uh, worth mentioning. Hmm. Yeah, I, um, you sent this article. Um, I looked at it, it's like I heard literally nothing about this Me neither. prior to like, um, but like I, I, I just haven't got my Switch. Like I don't even have an SD card there. I just play what's on there. Like it's mostly just like indie games and Pokemon. That's all I. About, then you're so. you're totally got nothing to worry about. Then you you're fine, you fine, yeah. girl. It's it's, but, it's all Gucci. I, I I'm amazed this wasn't being talked about more though, because the other criticisms are very easily. When you think about it for a second, you realize there's really not that much to talk about. But this yeah. is a small thing that's not the biggest deal, but ripe for the internet just to grab it and <laughs> run with <Yeah>. it. <laughs> they're they're all they're all like, what 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 does it mean formatting? I only care about Pokemon. <laughs> Are stuff. you calling me fat? <laughs> calling no, I'm saying you're ex fat. Yeah. yeah you exactly. work fat Are you breaking before, up with me? Look... <laughs> because Sometimes. I'm fat? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that rousing discussion around Sword and Shield. Now I just want to end this podcast so I can play Sword and Shield. But before we do, <laughs> we have one more segment called Game on Game Show. The game on our gaming show. We play a game called Game on on our game show. And we all play game, 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 game. This week. Our guest has brought a game. Dusty E-Trade Hill has brought a game called Pokemon or Prescription as our game on game show. And I'm going to turn <laughs> yes. the mic over to him figuratively because we all three have mics. Yeah, so Pokemon or Prescription is something that um, I've done on my podcast. Actually, um, <laughs> actually, uh, one of, uh, one of uh, other guests you have, Trevor, uh, Trevor Bettis. Uh, right, Batatis, Trevor Batatis. Um <laughs> He's been on there, and we played with him. Um, and it's because I work in a pharmacy. A lot of drug names I've noticed sound like Pokemon names, and then vice versa. <laughs> so how this game works is that I'm going to give both of you two names. Uh, one of them will be a prescription, and you have to figure out which one is it. Okay, okay. Um, because I also want to play Pokemon. We'll do three rounds of this. Um, and then whoever gets it right, you are a big nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So are both of y'all ready for this super exciting segment? I feel like because Holden has ready. a handicap, he should answer first because he, he knows very few Pokemon. <laughs> no. I know a lot more because of Pokemon Go. 
Yeah, literally, let's do that because otherwise, I'll just go. Yeah, with chat zone, so exactly. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we have the first two names. The first one is going to be Quillichu. Can you Quilichu can you say that f- again? Quillichu. Okay. Can you use it, can in, you a use it in a sentence? <laughs> Damn it, um, man, I love this Quillichu so much. <laughs> okay, okay, that could work for that drugs. That works for both. Yeah, it works for drugs and Pokemon. That's great. The next one is going to be Gorbis. Gorbis in a sentence. Okay. This Gorbis fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the first one. Was it was uh was sorry the second one's a prescription. Gorbis is a prescription. Gorbis is a prescription. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I thought this was going to be easier, but honestly, I'm fucking stumped. <laughs> I'm going to go with Gorbis is the Pokemon. I feel like there are right. already enough Chews. Pikachu, Pichu, Raichu. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. I'm sick so, of my answer, though. So, Holden, you said Gorbis is the prescription. Chad, Gorbis yeah. is the Pokemon. Yep. Gorbis is a Pokemon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gorbis is a Gen 3, like, weird, eel-looking Pokemon. (laughs) Quillichu is actually a brand new... Gorbis comes out of Clam Pearl, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quillichu is actually a specific brand name of Adderall. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and one that's not very common, but still, like, it's Adderall, pretty much. To go zoom. All right, all right. All right, so one for Chad. Um, so it's going to be three next... zero, just so you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out, right? All right, the next one is going to be Lee. Next Lee is going to be Florisil. This Florisil attacks so damn good. <laughs> the other one is going to be Morlaw. This Morlaw was a pain in the ass to catch. Morlol? F- Morlol. Okay. And what was the name of the first one again? The name of the first one was Florisil. Florisil. It just sounds like a medication, but both <laughs> of them do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this time Florisil. Florisil is the prescription drug. Okay. I've got to I've got to say it. Okay. Ask your doctor if Florisil is right for you. Sound that's exa- like exactly the thing it. I did in my head. I'm like, that sounds like Florisil would be a drug. And then what's the other? Mollowell? Morlow. Ask your doctor if Mollowell is right. No. Florisil is the prescription. Morlow is the Pokemon. All right. So both of you are agreeing that Florisil is the prescription medication? Yep. You are both correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I only remember it is like it's a cream. I just remember it's a cream used for some skin shit. Um, <laughs> that's something where I was walking around. It's like, oh, that looks like a Pokemon. Okay, I'll write it down. Um, Morlow is like the little mushroom Pokemon. That, I have um, no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it came out in Sun and Moon. It was actually in Detective Pikachu as well. No. They're like the floating mushrooms. They're fairy grass. They kind of. Oh, the, you said yeah, mushroom. Okay. You said mushroom Pokemon, and I immediately thought of Toad for some reason. I'm like that's not a Pokemon, Holden. Hi, I'm that's a Pokemon. Toad. Hello, <laughs> catch me. Okay, so I have one more round. So it's currently two one two right. one. You two, can one. tie it. You can tie it. 
It's going to be 3-1. Right. That's going to be any score. It's going to be 3-1. <laughs> All right. The last two. The first one is Micardis. This Micardis was in Turnback Cave. It's probably a thing. Okay. The last one is Carcol. <laughs> Carcol. This Carcol looks like shit. Can you say the first one again? Micardis. Son of a bitch. Micardis? <laughs> My Cardis. My Cardis and Carcol. Carcol <laughs> like, <laughs> sounds like like if you were super, super nervous and you were lying to somebody about what your name was. Like, <laughs> excuse me, the police pulls you over. Excuse me, sir. What's your name? Carcol? Uh, Carcol, <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, reminds me of like what would be like like a water type barnacle Pokemon for some reason. Mm, okay. Versus what was the other so, one again? Mart. Like like coral and, and barnacle kind of combined, like carcal. Okay. The other one is a uh, Micardus. Micardus. And, and Micardus sounds like it's gonna like help with something that I I couldn't mention on the show because it'd be really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that drug ends with a different ending. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna say. Um, was the name of the first one again? McCardle? <laughs> Micardis. Micardis. Okay. That's that's a prescription drug. Micardis. Right. Ask your doctor if Micardis is right for you. It, Ask your doctor if Carcol right. is right for you. Yeah, Micardis. It's got to be Micardis. I just caught a Micardis. I just caught a Carcol. Carcol is so... Carcol shouldn't be either one of these. Carcol should not exist. <laughs> but I'm going to go with... Carkle's the Pokemon. Micardus is the prescription. Got you. And sorry, hold him. Which one did you say was what? I said the same thing as Chad. Well, he copied me. Okay. <laughs> I copied. Okay, so he copied you. Okay. Um so you actually are both correct. Yes! Woo! <laughs> Micardus is actually a blood pressure medication. It's nothing fancy. Micardus. Uh, but Carkle is actually a new Pokemon that just came out. <laughs> What is it? What does it look like? Is resemble? it a barnacle water type Pokemon? <laughs> no, it, it's what Roly Coley evolves into. Oh, okay. Oh, I've seen Cart. I got it. okay. How do you Cart, spell Cart it? Yeah, Cart. yeah. It. Um. Fuck. C A R K O L. Carkle. Like I was looking at, it, I was like, that's a stupid way to spell a Pokemon, but you know, boom. I'm not game free. Oh, like charcoal. Yeah, but it's a carcoal. Okay. It's like a cart with coal on top of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon, lazy naming? No way. Geodude? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Good game. Good game on game yeah. show. Well, that was honestly a lot harder than I thought it was going to be for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed that I... You got all of them, though. I did. I did. But I... Actually, yeah, you did. I knew there was. I thought going into it, I was gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna at least half of these." I'm like, "Fucking caught that in Pokemon Go, caught that." But nope, <laughs> never heard of those well, in my life. After you said Pokemon Go, I made sure to lower the, like, decide which ones I was gonna choose. Gotcha. <laughs> Don't allow them. Like, the only one you may have recognized is like what Weasel. Weasels in Pokemon Go. Oh yeah, Go. yeah, yeah. Good shit. Yeah. And that's it for Game on Game Show. And that is it for our show, our episode tonight. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Dusty, for being on the show. Woo! 
Thank you for having me. This is uh, lots of fun. You'll probably get another question from me next week. (laughs) Yes, please. Where can people find you if they want to interact with you, send you Christmas gifts, um, egg your house, etc.? Well, don't don't do the last one. Um, You can find me um, on Twitter. Um, I'm Dust E. Hill. U-S-T-E Hill. H-I-L-L. My podcast, Prize Count, um, it's at Prize Count. And I'm on... Most, if not all, regular streaming platforms like um, iTunes, uh, Google, Spotify, Twitcher, not Twitcher, Switcher, I don't know. The other ones I don't really use. All the ones that um, matter. You find me, yeah. You, you can find me there. It's currently on a hiatus, but towards the end of the year, um, which is in a month, uh, right. I'll be more free. I'm going to be going back, and I already have ideas and stuff I'm going to be talking about and doing. Um, so you should go follow me there. I have a backlog of about like 20 plus episodes, I think at this point. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that's me. Cool. Thank you for joining us. Um, if, again, if you would like to go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire for $1, you can get access to all the cool shit that we give you, including wallpapers, the ability to play with us and influence what we play in our barf Holden before the end of the night. We need to put up a poll for barf. Yes. Well, you're this choosing month, games. I thought, is it me choosing? I thought you were choosing both. Yeah. No, you're, I t- said to make it even for the year. I choose this Just month. Just kidding. Month. <laughs> uh, I will put that up then. Uh, for now, for this month, we're playing Undertale. Son of a bitch, when the fuck am I going to play that? I don't know. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're going to sing at the end of the month, though. <laughs> oh, I'm on vacation till the 30th. Uh, I had some on my Vita, though. I'll play it on my Vita. Great. Awesome. Play hey, Chad, good job getting your stand goal. Just by the way, you get your stand goal right I now. I did. I got, I, well, I technically got it like 10 minutes ago. So <laughs> You just told me. You've been sitting this whole time, but congratulations. Yeah. A. A, B, C, D. <laughs> Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Kadoodaloodaloo. Kadoodaloodaloo.